Hey, Tracy, how are you? I'm fabulous. Great to be here today with you. Great to be here with you as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. Anytime. It's always All a right. pleasure. All right. So Tracy is a speaker, author, energy healer, intuitive, and coach. And we were just speaking beforehand. I know that doesn't encapsulate who you are or what you do, but uh, I think that's most of it. Yeah. Well, I would say, say when people say, what do you do? I say, I just help you transform your life to something you want to live <laughs> rather than something you're existing in. Yeah, amazing. All right. Well, um, I wanted to start today about talking about waking up. And I've noticed that uh, you've been doing a lot of posts lately. And I've actually been looking and following you for quite a while and, and following your posts. And I always uh, find it so interesting how you know you have so much experience in this as well. And I think you said that you kind of came across this sort of waking up thing uh, over, well over two decades ago. So you've been uh in this for for a while i speak to people all the time who get to are at a point in their life where suddenly something happens there's a new level of awareness mm -hmm. that comes through and i really feel that that awareness is the first step to doing all of this work and and really starting to notice your programs and patterns from a different perspective what do you say to people who suddenly wake up and they're like oh my goodness, everything looks different. Is there something to help people land softly and then not just then just try to close that door again and move on? Because I know for myself, that's what I kind of tried to do. And the door opens though, it's open forever. But I kept trying to push forward with the old patterns and it didn't work. But like, is there something that you can say to people and maybe even describe from your perspective what waking up even means? Yeah, um, this is a great question and a loaded question. So we'll try to condense it as much as we can. Is You said it well, waking up is realizing that there's always something inside you that you know isn't sitting right in your life. You know what you're hearing isn't right. You know what you're being told isn't right. For me, waking up over 23 years ago was a aha moment when a lot of experts, because I was born really sick, had basically said body shutting down, no more we can do for you. I did everything they told me to do and it wasn't working. So after all these near death experiences, because I was a tough one to wake up, right? We have these challenges. If you're having a challenge and you're like, you know, you're still not paying attention to the signs. It's okay. We've all been there. <laughs> it was like multiple. Let's, I died a few times, still wasn't getting it, even though I'd seen the other wow. side. So I was too afraid to really see and notice what I was noticing and feeling. So when I finally had that final, you're not, you're going to be done. I call it my come to Jesus moment. Then that was, okay, I have to look outside of the box, but here's the thing. We all either hit the wall like that, where you know you're, you're dealt with a very major life transition and you know what you're doing isn't working, but you don't know where to go or you don't know what to do, but you can feel it. Or even in the last few years, a lot of people were like, this narrative doesn't fit right or something's not sitting right. And why am I following blindly what someone else is telling me when everyone has to do what works for them? And there's not a judgment. You got to do what works for you. But you you can it's a feeling of very un, you're you're unsettled. But here's what happens: is when you find that feeling, you start to and you'll notice this subtle. You probably notice this, Brian. You start talking to your friends that have been your friends, and they're looking at you like, "What are you, are you talking another language?" Or you start questioning things 
People that used to be okay, they irritate you. Food you used to eat, you can't eat anymore and you don't know why. Or you feel lonely, you feel tired, you feel like you're on this island yourself and you know, someone's talking Greek and everyone else is talking Swahili. Like you just, you don't feel like you fit anymore because the switch goes on in the brain. And I say to people, it's like riding a bike. Once you learn, even if you don't get on that bike for 20 more years, you will never forget how to ride that bike. So when the switch goes on, that's why they say the matrix is real. It's true. You can't turn it off because now what's happened, we have been programmed since we were born in our world to follow a certain narrative. We go to school, get a job, pay your taxes, have some babies, get married, be good little citizens, grab a pension and die. That's been the narrative, right? We're programmed from the time we go to school. So when you wake up, you now are questioning that narrative. And then what happens is you go, wait a minute, I think there is more to life, but here's the thing. There isn't, there's more people like us talking, communicating, but you go, where do I go? What do I do? Who do I talk to? Because your circle has usually been asleep. Your circle has bought into the narrative. So when you're out, so I do it in two ways. When you're in the circle, that's where the fear, the fear porn lives. So that keeps you ignorant, keeps you asleep, and it keeps you in rigid traditions, which only serve a few. When that switch goes on and you wake up, you're outside of the circle looking in, but now you're in this vast universal energy. You're now, you know, feeling more. And that's a scary place because you don't know what to do with it. You're probably super tired. And if you're like me, many times you went, oh my God, put me back to sleep so I can just go have that glass of wine or whatever. And I'll just shut off my world and we'll just pretend all is fine and go watch some TV. But it becomes harder and harder because you can keep feeling something's changing. But now you're learning what I call earth school. And you've heard, many people have heard that term. It's been around a long time, but now you're in a new school. And the school is, what do you require? What do you need? How do you want to live? And usually that is now dismantling all that old programming. And that doesn't happen overnight. But when you wake up, you want it overnight. And people think it's easy. It's not. That's why only a few people choose to wake up. But it's, it's definitely moving quite quickly now. And do you feel that it's a choice to wake up or, you know, what, where does that moment come for many people? I mean, I, I don't feel like I had a choice. I just feel like suddenly there was a new level of awareness that, that yeah. came through me and, but I'm just, yeah, like what, how does it sort of initiate? Yeah. So there's a few things. Um, usually no, it's not, uh, it's, we all have a program within us when we come and I've learned this in working mm. with the thousands of people that it just flips on all of a sudden something hits you. Right. So we have an awareness in our timeline that at some point you are going to wake up. The other way that I put it to people, because you do feel lonely and isolated is I call the, when we wake up first in our family, I call people the laundry cleaners. So, you know, you're cleaning your family's history, <laughs> you're cleaning out and that's a tough job and you will feel different. You're the kind of chosen one in your family to lead the way. And that's hard because are they going to come along? Some will, some won't, and maybe most won't, right? But you 
are the cleaner of the family, the lineage, the belief systems, and you're there to make a difference, which all of the people that do wake up, we have a different strength within us to be able to stand up for what our authenticity is and our truth, which we know always will bring pushback. And the only reason you're getting pushback if people are listening to this is because the people you're around are afraid that what you're saying is true, are afraid that now, well, may, maybe I should you know, pay attention. And that fear is what gives them the pushback because now you're connecting to what your truth is. And that will be contagious to other people you're around. So they need to kind of push you away because they don't want to wake up at that time. And it may not be their time. They may not do it in this lifetime. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I know in my own case, initially, I tried to almost evangelize and tried to have everybody around me mm -hmm. change. And, and I spent a, wasted a lot of energy doing that because yeah. to your point, yeah. you know, some will, so won't. And some may but, not ever in this lifetime. No. And to that point, I did the same thing. Like my family would go, Tracy, how do you not have those physical ailments anymore? That's impossible. You were born with them. I'm like, let me tell you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. And they're like, <laughs> oh no, don't want to hear about that. Nope. Nope. I'm like, you, you're looking at me. You're asking the question. I show you what happened, how I got there. Cause I had to leave the system that I'd lived in for 32 years. And it's a system, most people, I'm not knocking it. It's a, there's a union, but I had to learn what was happening. But at the same time, then they were like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to know about that. Okay. So I stopped like you don't stop, live your life. They will come or won't come and don't care if they do or don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for a lot of people, the hardest part is just navigating those waters early on and, and sort yeah. of reestablishing yourself because there's so much self-doubt and there's so much old programming trying to pull you back, yeah. uh, layer in all the, the fear porn, which is a very powerful term and yeah. you know, that really, really hits home. Yeah. Maybe you could just define fear porn too. I mean, I, I get yeah. that very intuitively, but I mean, yeah. what, we'll give you a couple examples of what people are oh, seeing. fear porn. So yeah, you turn on your TV and they're always feeding you with the negative. You know, people do it in our circles all the time. That's why when we wake up, a lot of times we change our friends because anybody that's drama, trauma, negative all the time, you can't have them in your, in your space anymore. And the reason fear porn was put in place and the reason this negativity was put in place, it's been there for thousands of years. We know if you go back to Kings and Queens and do this, or this is going to happen. It was put in place because you have the emotion, fear, and love. That's really all you have, right? Everything else goes under those two umbrellas. So if they can keep you in fear, it keeps your attention on what a certain group of people would like you to create for them, which means money for them, whatever their agenda is. So the fear keeps manifesting and creating for a certain group of people, but it keeps the people that are in fear with lack, poverty, stress, you know, bad relationships. So it's done on purpose. When you step out of that and you go into love, which people don't understand right now, it's like, you might've heard me say all the people going down the rabbit holes and they get stuck and, oh, it's going to be this outage and this is going to happen. And I'm like, thank you for creating that. Because if you actually go into the love space, what happens now you're creating for yourself. Now you're manifesting for your family. And now you're actually contributing to changing that timeline. So a lot of times when people hear things and they go, why didn't that happen? Because enough people woke up to not give it any attention and create something new. 
And this is what people forget in their own lives. So if you're sending all the energy, the time, the space in fear, it's why you're getting the same things over and over that you don't want. And we can say all day long, we want something different. But how much of your day is spending creating something different? Having that conversation with whatever you call it, the God of your understanding, whatever it is, looking at your friends, looking at your life, how many people in your life are elevating you versus bringing you down? And that's where this whole narrative of fear porn comes from because it's all about ripping people down and war and chaos and the next worst thing and the next big attack that's going to happen. And we saw that very strongly over the last few years where people got so wrapped up into the fear narrative, they stopped questioning. It did wake up a lot of other people, but this is the key is understand what are you focusing on? Because you're either part of the problem now or part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to go back to, um, the point you mentioned about living more from a space of love in a moment, but just, just to your last statement there about, about the, the pandemic and, mm -hmm. and COVID, you know, for, for a lot of people who may not even be awake or really paying that much attention, it was, blatantly obvious what was happening yeah you know and it was a very very powerful move that yeah. you know will history will find you know how, if it backfired or not and it yeah. seems that for a lot of people it was a it was even a more of an awakening or at least a, 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 something to be curious and question yeah uh in terms of that but do you feel there was um a greater shift to awakening because of that or do you feel that it actually was successful and more people are oh, uh, trapped in fear. No, no, it was, it, it backfired. And I saw it energetically because I've worked in this space for so long uh, as an intuitive. And I said right away, I said, this is going to wake a lot of people up. It's going to backfire. And you're going to, I like said it as soon as it started to come out, because I could see on an energetic level. But, but for people in my space, we were also very prepared because there was a lot of writings on this quite a few years ago in 2010. And, uh, but it woke people up. It really, and where there was division, yes, absolutely. A lot of people now will come back and I hear them where people say, my family now is like, oh my God, what did I do? And why didn't I listen? And now they're a zero tolerance. Like, And so I did see something recently in my space of the energy world where uh, some science had come out around that saying that, wow, it did backfire. They woke all these people up and they thought people would just stay asleep. So it worked in our favor. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I, I feel the same. How long, how long have you had this gift, uh, of really yeah. with, you know, being intuitive, the energy yeah. healing, yeah. you know, this, this is something personally I'm, yeah. I'm quite intrigued with and I've been kind of working on, uh, developing or at least mm -hmm. leaning into what's there. Yeah. But for you, is this, did you like, were you had this since you were a little girl or is this something yeah. that's kind of come up over the years? No. Well, I was born with it and uh, I didn't obviously know what was happening. Like, I like to say I'm 29, but born in 71. So yeah, you know, nobody, nobody talked about this stuff. I just thought it was a weird, freaky little kid. I felt people really, really strongly. And then, you know, I would get these sort of visions and things and I didn't know what was happening. So, and I would see things. I just thought I was just a little bit strange. So I didn't, you know, I tried to say it. Then I had a really traumatic moment when I was, well, I had 
tons of trauma from the minute I was born. Um, it's in my book. That's why I wrote about it. Don't need to get into it all. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of trauma. But when I was five and I was kidnapped, I had a gun in my head and I had a, it opened a, a porthole and I started seeing a lot of really crazy stuff. And everyone was like, oh, you're, it's stress, it's trauma. And back then no one knew how to deal with it. And I'm actually glad that it happened the way it did and not the way it is now, because it kind of messes people up for life in terms of they keep them stuck in victim mode, right? So there was a, a blessing and a curse there. But when that happened, I really thought, okay, this has gone to next level. So it did open something. So I walked around till I was 32, just trying to suppress everything because I just thought, oh, God, you tell anyone this, they're going to think you're like crazy. It wasn't talked about that much. But when I did finally have my awakening, I was able to come into relationship with a lot of uh, people. I shouldn't say a lot. I had my one mentor who was like, this is what you see. This is what you hear. You're not crazy. Let me explain what's going on. And I was so jaded back then, but probably like deemed an atheist, everything else. I'm like, Show me the science. Show me the science. And now I could care less, right? But yeah, but what I've noticed is as we're all awakening and more people are awakening, we all have gifts. So even though I can see, feel, hear going out, those are my gifts. And they've, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the more it comes out. And I use it all day long, every day. But everyone has the gift. Everyone is intuitive. Some people, most people are just hyper feelers. And they walk around stressed because they're feeling everybody else around them. And, and it's not even their emotions. So right there, learning and teaching people how to regulate what's theirs and what's not is a game changer. And so when we start to think about it, everybody has a gift. It just will heighten depend on how much you use it. I would say you didn't get a six pack by working out one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, I'm actually, so I was born in 72 oh. and uh, so I feel like it was about 32 was my sort of awakening. Yeah. But I'm curious because, um, you know, I feel that when I was young, there was, there was maybe a lot of intuition and, and maybe not on the, on the level that you were experiencing. Yeah. Um, but I just feel that over time, I just kind of shut that all down and yeah. just, you know, I was really For conformed sure. to the program. I, I think maybe a lot of children, are, are probably more open. And then as life sort of yeah. comes on, falls upon them, they, they start to close down a little bit in that area. Well, about two, it gets shut off because you start oh, to realize, oh, yeah, that young, it starts shutting off because of the programming. Oh, you know, and now it's, well, you know, they're, what are you going to do when you go and get a job and you got to make money? So the programming comes in, you start to pick your family's programming up. So it really shuts down. But from zero to two, you know, kids are pretty, we're all very connected still. We're very intuitive. Kids now are more off the charts. And so that's why a lot of intuitive children, and you were probably like this, I was like this, we hated school, bored in school, don't fit in the system, don't want to be there. It doesn't mean that you can't find your way or have a social space, but a lot of intuitive kids, they give a pushback to the system because they know it's not right. And you probably know, like I know I was walking around school going, why am I here? I'm not learning anything. I'm learning nothing. But I was the weird kid that at seven, my dad would say to me, you'd walk around, I remember it, and they would play these crazy games with me trying to get me to conform to their way of being and uh like you know it was uh socialist versus capitalist would be their game at seven you know and I'm like I'm seven <laughs> and I remember playing the game and and uh I'm like well you need money for your programs and they're like no 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 and then they try to say it and then one day I stood up and I was at the cottage with them and I said 
well, those people don't care about you anyways. Why are you worried about the government? And then they were like, where did you come from? And so, you know, oh. <laughs> we all just, we reject right away and we reject it by saying, I don't want to go. I feel tired. Your body's always talking to you. Right. So if you go back and look at things like jobs where you were like, God, I can't go there anymore. You're frustrated. You're doing it for the paycheck. It's your body telling you, you are not in alignment with your life. And so when people start to realize that they realize they've been doing it their whole life since they were little kids, they were just told to conform. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I, I'm the story, uh, that you just alluded to about having a gun to your head at five mm -hmm. years old. Yeah. Um, my goodness, I, I can't even imagine that's, that's, uh, do you write about that in your book? I did. Yeah. I talk about it. And a lot of people, they okay. have a hard time. I talk about my journey and what happened and what happened in our family and, and, uh, a, a lot of people, yeah, they, they have a hard time reading it. It's, it's even though I made it because it, everything was for a reason and everything did unfold to where I am today. But yeah, it's, it led a lot of trauma for sure. And when you don't have anyone that knows how to deal with my parents' way of dealing was, okay, we're home, go to bed, go to bed. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's a journey. So when I speak to people, when they feel lost, like everybody's got a story that gets us here. But that's what I mean. It's how are you going to take the energy and how are you going to design your life? Like I could, could have stayed in victim my whole life, but there's always a choice. And even though it's not always easy, because you know, the waking up journey for people listening is not easy. For some reason, people have this thing out there, you, you wear moo's and you swirl light and you dance around and kumbaya. It's not like that. That is not what waking up mm -hmm. is about. It's about getting real, looking in the mirror, admitting there's things you need to change, doing it, having a support network and coming from authenticity and changing your life to be in full alignment with what that is. Yeah, that exactly. And what do you think it is about trauma or catastrophic things that happen in people's lives where <clears throat> despite that pain, there is an opening or a, yeah. a, a deeper awakening in some yeah. cases I, for myself, uh, an accidental drug overdose was yeah. something that definitely opened up another layer within me. And, and yeah. it certainly was a wake up call for me to go not to quit dabbling, but to, yeah. to, to go all in with the work on myself. Yeah. So you mentioned a portal opening for you during yeah. that, that difficult time at such a young, tender age. What is it about catastrophic events or traumas that, that lead to a greater awakening? Did, do you understand the concept of that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because it's, you can dumb it down and say, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. People make these little things about it. But I started to realize we do come here to learn things. And when I started to realize at a younger age, rather than, and we've created a world to keep people in victim mode. But when you have it, I'm not saying you can't, you, you, you have to process through it. You need to go through it. But when you can understand why it happened or why it wasn't, you know, people say, well, it wasn't my fault. Or how could you say, you know, you learned from it. You were a little kid. Well, somewhere in the timeline, there was something to learn from it because had I not, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today and be able to have the compassion to help as many people as I do. And 
all of the trauma we have is actually meant to catapult us. Very aware souls will come with very traumatic moments like yours, right? Or like mine. We come with them to catapult us to the other side, but the way and to use our gifts and to awaken what's inside of us. But the way society has changed it is to keep a lot of people in victim mode. There's a lot of people that get out of it and you hear us speaking on stages and going, but why? Because we again made a choice and we had to look within. And when you realize everything happens for a reason and people hate it when people say that. But my question back to that is if you're sitting there going, well, I didn't ask for that. There's a lot of things I could say I didn't ask for. But when I look back now, I always say, what's good about this I'm not getting? Even when it's shitty and you gotta go through it, because just because we live great lives now, doesn't mean things don't come up. Doesn't mean you have to get, you can't get through them, you can't. Which took a year or two years, may take you a day now. But what's right about this I'm not getting, because the bigger the trauma, the greater the gifts you have. And a lot of people don't even realize that. Yeah, well, that's, um, that's a beautiful way of looking at things. And um, yeah, it's so important. Um, you know, obviously when things like that happen, it's very difficult, but for people to, to grasp that and not be stuck in victimhood yeah. gives them such an opportunity to, to, to create a new chapter. Yeah. It's almost a reset. Yeah. Um, so Tracy circling back then to, you know, the, the love yeah. and leading from the heart and, and, you know, you're, you're <clears throat> on your website, you know, the wake, awaken the superhuman within. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally feel that with every part of myself when I step outside of yeah. the old program because I I get trapped in the the fear, the 3D fear shame and guilt uh, mm -hmm. thing or or, or judge self judgment mm -hmm. self doubt all the, all the things that creep in and and I'm, when I'm in my head yeah. but when I'm able to usually through a practice get yeah. into the heart space and get yeah. that place open get that energy going. Um, when I'm feeling the love for myself, yeah. I'm feeling love for others. I'm feeling love for everything I do and yeah. all the other stuff just melts away. That's yeah. where the creativity is. That's mm -hmm. where the wisdom is. I'm in a flow state mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's, um, until the next thought comes and pulls me off center sometimes, but how do you, I mean, that's, it's very difficult to teach. Yeah love and and how to be in that space space and most people think of love as a form of attachment for something or somebody but yeah you know can you like share a little bit about how you approach that yeah you know and it is a big concept and it's one you learn because one you got to learn they say to love yourself and that looks differently for everyone but that's to me i say you got to have compassion and kindness for self and understanding for self that that's why you're going on this journey and you know that all the self-doubt and all that programming is programming. So when you got to back up and go, okay, what programming am I running from today? I always give these practices that get you down into the heart and get you into weightlessness, which when you're in weightlessness, that's where true connection is because it's very neutral. It's flowing. You have no judgments. And really when you get into love, and this is a, you got to practice this every day. It's a way of life because you're going to fall off track. Like people say, are you in weightlessness all the time? And I'm like, no, like I, I, you know, you got to bring yourself back in every day, but I'm very aware of it now because I've been doing it for so long. So when you're actually coming from love, what is the, the definition of love? Like you said, has to be redefined. It is compassion. It is boundaries. It is saying no sometimes, right? It, it's really setting up your world for peace, humility, 
kindness. And that's what that heart space of that love and that vibration is, which goes with authenticity because authenticity on the scale, actually, they've done so many studies, right? It's higher vibration than love, which is actually creation. So when you look mm. at love, are you being true to yourself? Are you being honest with yourself? And also when you're in this space, you're going to change a million times. So what was true to you before and where you were being in alignment with yourself is going to constantly change. So you can't get caught up in, oh my gosh, like this was my truth and now it isn't anymore because that's not loving yourself. So it's always checking in and say, do you feel you did the right thing? And are you a good human? Are you showing up with compassion for other people? Because a lot of times you don't know what their day's been like. Like I can read people, so I can kind of say, oh, they need like my, my people around me, like you have the patience of Job. And I said, yeah, but I can see what they're going <laughs> through and I can <clears throat> see where they require that without crossing. I don't need to cross boundaries. I don't need to, you know, hold them up. They still got to be accountable, but are you loving yourself enough to actually stand in your power and say, no, I'm sorry. Like, I love you, but that doesn't work for me. Or, you know, we got to go in this different path. Love is such, people think it's just a feeling, but I say, and it's so much more an action word and it's how you show up for you and how you show up for the other people in your world. And our definition of love is skewed from how, when we were little, like my definition of love was people pleasing. I got kicked out of my house for my dad at midnight and ended up in a homeless shelter of my mother. Like, you know, I thought love was people pleasing. And then I had to learn that, wait a minute, you know, oh, that's not right. So we're constantly changing what the definition is. But again, people get caught up in it. Well, if I'm not in a good mood all the time and it's going, oh, love and light. And I'm like, it's not that. It, that's not what it is. It's how are you showing up? How are you being in your truth? And are you being a good human? And are you changing? Are you growing? What's coming out of your, your mouth? Are you elevating people? Because you are you elevating yourself first? Because normally when the doubt comes in, you're pulling yourself down. And the reason we get out of the ability to love ourselves, and I just was teaching this on the weekend, is because we've lost, we have lost our ability to partner with the greatest partner on the planet, which is the universal energies. You can call it God, universe, divine, doesn't matter. But that partner will never let you down. And when I learned this and I learned to lean into that energy rather than another person, my life transformed almost instantly. And that's where that superpower comes because the own, that energy never lets you down. We're the one that breaks up with it over and over and over. We're the one that is disappointing ourselves. That one, that energy never wavers. It constantly loves you back, supports you, lifts you up, shows you a new direction. You just have to be willing to follow what's inside. And a lot of times people hear that saying, I was saying the weekend, it came up, there's that follow me, follow me. And everybody thinks it's some, follow some guru or follow some religious thing. No, it's follow the, the God, universal divine energy knowing within that will stimulate your love for the planet, for yourself, and you will see things differently. Everything in your world will become brighter almost instantly. So beautifully said. Yeah, we, <clears throat> it's really hard to see past our own pain, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, 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 sometimes when I speak with people and if I'm doing a deep, deeper meditation or breathwork practice, mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I often hear people like, it's almost, there's a remembering because mm -hmm. we, we have felt that connection at one point in our lives, even if it was like 
at a very early age before uh, you even said maybe even going back to two years old we wouldn't have a, uh, uh, an actual memory of that <clears throat> but the feeling of remembering mm -hmm. what it feels like to be connected yeah. to that source yeah. um, it just brings it all back because we forget yeah and it usually you get very emotional you'll get you yeah. know, people will start to, I, I have this weird thing when I go with my friends, they always laugh sometimes because people will sometimes stand in my field and they start crying and they don't know why they start crying. And I said, it's just an energy. You're just receiving. And they look at you and I'm like, I don't care. Call me weird. That's fine. But they're like, I feel good. I feel happy. Right. And that's what brings tears is that it, that's the memories that you're talking about. It's like, oh, it feels overwhelming in such a good way. And so I say to people, if you're having a bad day and you've had one, one glimpse of that, go back to that feeling just for, if you mm -hmm. can, for a second, and it'll change your day. It'll change the trajectory of where you're going. Um, so Tracy, I'm sure this is a different, uh, you know, it's a moving target because we, you know, there's different practices and things, yep. but <clears throat> do you have like a, a daily practice for yourself? What, like, what is yeah. your self-care? What is your connection to, to yeah. the universe look like <laughs> in, a, in a daily practice? Well, if you're in my house all day, I'm always talking. So I'm always talking to, to the universal energies. Uh, you know, one thing for me, I'm, I'm a Pisces, so I'm a salt baby. I love to be in the ocean. So I recreate that every day. Mm -hmm. Like I literally, part of my self care is walking and being in nature and having the salt bath. But what that does to me is regrounds the energy. It changes things. But I also have some very, so you say like breath work or, you know, people are doing guided meditations or whatever it might be for them. Um, and I love all of that. It's all part and parcel. People have to find what works for them. But I do do, before I get out of bed in the morning, I do have a routine on how I connect to my divine connection, the subconscious, and I do one at bedtime too. So there's a space that I like to teach people how to clear your subconscious and the subconscious of anybody else around you. And then from that, I'm always, I'm always looking, like I'm always like, thank you for that sign or thank you, show me, I, I think I need this. Or, you know, and the way I teach people how to speak, so... I'm very aware of how I speak, why I speak that way, but it's all day long. Like I'm constantly, if I see a little thing, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. And I'm ready to receive more. Mm. So I use my words a lot all day, even when I'm mm. in my home and I'm constantly communing with spirit. It's, it's a, in the car, you know, in the, in the bathroom, like people are like, oh, I want to talk to God and I got to go to church. I said, no, go to the toilet. You know what? You can go on the toilet. You can go walk outside. You can do whatever you want, whatever that looks for you, you will hear. But the more that you have that awareness, the more things come into your life quicker too. So for me, it's a, yeah. it's non, it's nonstop communication. And you know, you got to get quiet. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I love the the verbal piece as well. So you know, talking, talking, just expressing it out loud. Gratitude, as you mentioned, yeah. you know, I, I really think it's the moments. It's not just the thing each day, and then you just yeah. blindly go back. But it's like really, how many moments are you present and really fostering yeah. that uh, that feeling of gratitude? I mean, that literally reshapes our hardware in the brain through that practice. And we seem to be open to But also, more. you know, I teach people about the body because for me, I was so sick. I had to learn about the body. Our body is talking to us 24 seven. Every organ has a purpose. Every organ, mm. when something goes down, there's an emotion you have ignored for so long that now your body's like, hello, like people forgot that your body is your conduit while you're on earth. 
and then this meat suit will stay behind and off you go, right? But so I spend a lot of time as well listening. And that's why you got to get quiet. That's why breath work is amazing. You want to understand what is your body telling you and pay attention to it also all day long. And that is a practice. I'm like, well, that person just came. Oh, someone's coming around the corner. It doesn't feel so good. And I notice because I'm so in tune with what my body is telling me. And so that is something people really need to understand more of. And that will change their health. That will change. Like I had a lady on my weekend workshop, she couldn't lose. She had a lot of weight to lose. She couldn't lose any weight. She'd done the trainer, she'd done the health. And she started to look at what her body was telling her. She worked in some of her stuff for about a year, but she started to look at it, the emotions, got really connected to her body. She lost 80 pounds in a year without changing anything in her diet. This is how powerful our bodies are. And when you pay attention, and that's why it's one of my biggest things every day. How is my body feeling? Oh, my body's not feeling so good. Oh, oh, what just happened? Like I'm questioning all the time. And again, that would also help people understand what energy is there, what's not. You know, all the women that complain about bloating and hormones, if they start to understand what was going on with their body energetically, that stuff all goes away overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. I mean, it is true. Every organ, you know, there's, there needs to be an alignment. And Mm -hmm. if we're not listening, we can't, we can't sense or feel when it's not there. Yeah, I've even heard that, you know, each organ has a, an allergy or an addiction to certain energies and certain yep. things as well. So the more we tune in, yep. we start to even maybe even sort of localize where that yeah. is and, and yeah. sit with that. Well, that's, that's why so like 99% so of pain, people say, oh, I have something wrong with my hip. I said, that's not where the problem is. It's in your shoulder. They're like, what? <laughs> you know, you move it out of the shoulder <laughs> and they're like, why is my hip better? I'm like, because that's not where the problem is. It's just where the hip is saying, yeah. I got stuck with your garbage now. So hello, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Kidding. Man, I, there's so much, so much. Um, so I think we'll probably stop there because I think I could go all day and talking to you. I'm so <laughs> curious. I, I would, um, but so Tracy, for people uh, who are listening and um, wanting to learn more about you, what you're working on this year, what, yeah. what's uh, what's the best way to direct them? Uh, it's probably through the website, tracylclark.com. And I say people just, I have three books on Amazon. I said, start there. I'm writing a fourth right now. We have an app to help people, you know, navigate through. And it's always, that's where the social media is. So people, I say, get a, you know, just a feel of uh, what we do and why and you know find what resonates with you and sometimes it's just it's that one thing you need to hear and then understand we're always like you you know you're doing programs you're working with people doing different events and you know and those are things that i'm going to say to people no matter who you find you resonate with take this year and jump in don't be afraid whether it's your retreat or a workshop it doesn't matter who but why am i saying this because this is the greatest year to start manifesting and creating in your life. And if you don't put yourself first, the universe goes, well, you don't think you're important enough. So I'm just going to sit back here. But this will be the year people will catapult their lives as they put themselves first. It's powerful advice and follow uh, Tracy on social media as well. Um, I get, I get my weekly dose. So it's, uh, it's all good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for taking the time. I'm really grateful for this. Uh, I also learned a lot and also thank you for the patience of this creepy weird shadow i've been uh it's fabulous uh, it's 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 so funny because we, we haven't had sunshine here and like it feels like this year and, and 
just before our, our podcast today, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It was a little bit of a low sun. The light was good. I'm like, I'm just going to switch my little yeah. space around here. And right at 10 o'clock, the sun came in and I was in this crazy shadow. So uh, anyway, don't apologize because it's the light. The light <laughs> is coming in and we, you know, you need that yeah, light. It it's, it's so important. So don't apologize. We've yeah. been all kind of living in the dark, the fog for a while. So it's nice to see it. The things that we think about or worry about, because maybe we're on camera or something. I'm like, Hey, I'd rather see the light because we know it's always cleaning and shining something new. So I think it's fabulous. And it feels good. So yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> All right.